0: and welcome back. We're back from break with episode four, MMRU celebrating Black History Month. We're going to be talking a little bit about black influence and presence in music. But before we jump in, we've got some new voices here today. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves real fast?
1: I guess I'm going first. Hi, I'm Cameron. Um, Usually I'm in there with Jason doing the mix and stuff. But today I'm going to speak about um, black history and um, what they did to music, especially popular music today.
2: And uh, my name's Kent. Uh, I'm here today. Do the same as Cameron. Hopefully bring some cool points to the table and talk some black history, black music today. So it should be fun. Yeah.
0: Cool. Where do you guys want to start?
1: I don't know. I guess the beginning. I um,
2: all the way to the
0: beginning. Start. All <laughs> the
1: way. Um, so it's important to understand that black music comes from the rich tradition of the gospel, coming from um, the spirituals and work songs that came from slavery, Mm -hmm. and then um, as it progressed, and then um, um, 1865 happened, and then um, throughout that progression to now, um, that gospel tradition um, translated to music, whether that be jazz, whether that be um, more yeah, yeah soul and modern gospel yeah. and, and even rock and roll yeah. that it developed mm-hmm. from that that little um the you know the church the yeah, tradition the hymns yeah. yes yeah. exactly so wait in the water right wait yeah. In the water. Oh, yeah yeah and
2: those songs were maps and things like that and they became yeah literal it was like, ways yeah. of survival right and later
1: yeah. became ways to um, promote black people as intelligent and strong mm. and and to prove their worth, kind of, because mm-hmm. they were, you know, they were constantly represented as lesser than. So they wanted to provide themselves with some context to say, "Hey, we're just as smart, and in most cases, because look what we made, right. we are smarter. We're, we're we're um we're bigger and brighter than everybody thinks we are." Right.
3: Yeah, and they've definitely. There's been a lot brought to the table that wouldn't have existed had it not started with the whole, um, like, using music as a way to cope. I think that that's, that's really mm-hmm. important to talk about, that it, it was started as a way to relieve yourself to be feeling human again. It made you feel like like a human.
2: Yeah, I, yeah, I love that point because it, it – uh it makes me think about like the emotion that the black music has, like like uh I think of like James Brown and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He was a church boy, and like you feel his emotion like you could tell he was a pastor or what or preached at some point in his life because like his energy, his presence is just like he's got the spirit, he's got the Holy Ghost in him, he's just dancing he can't <laughs> oh, even yeah. stay still and it's it's amazing uh the movie was cool. Uh, I watched the movie about him, and like just like learning about like the struggle that he had to go through was just so interesting and like a lot and it wasn't just him it was a lot of different artists going through this and they go to church and it was their only place that they really felt you know open and they could really express themselves so that's why that that's why I feel that emotion like on a really different level when I hear that funky music you know yeah and yeah. we were yeah.
0: talking in our meeting about a lot of black artists through history, learning Mm -hmm. music through their churches. And I I read a lot about Mm -hmm. gospel music and church music being a a community builder and helping keep black people together and and feeling united.
1: And a point I would like to make is that when with jazz that originated in New Orleans, it came from um, the funerals because they would have the march and then they would have the second line, which was a, a conglomerate of artists and musicians that would come together, and when they marched down to um, bury the grave, and then they would play the sad, um, very theatrical, very traditional funeral march, and, they and then when slow. they get back, yeah. it's a party. And they march drinking, fast, they're jumping they're, yes, up. Yes, yeah. yes. It's mm-hmm. a
2: fantastic array. Look it up. It's really fun just to watch a funeral. Yeah. yeah it's really interesting yeah. to watch. Everybody's yeah, everybody's dancing.
1: Everybody's celebrating. And that contrast is really what encapsulates, like, black music itself. It's mm-hmm. procession after i um, tragedy, mm-hmm. so they keep so that theme going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You can't
2: stand turn me strong. Around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got my feet planted in the ground, and yeah. I'm gonna show, like, scream out to the world, like I'm proud. You know, it's great. It's beautiful. Definitely. Yeah.
3: There's the I'm black and I'm proud. Yeah. Um, James Brown again. James Brown. You know? <laughs> my boy. So, yeah. what do you think about jazz? Because I know you guys had a lot to bring to the table about that, about yeah. artists and. How that all originated with a lot of black culture following and it was it was really a big part of bringing black Americans into society. I think that mm-hmm. it, it like it made them feel as though they had a voice at times mm-hmm.
2: so I want to say uh, the cool thing about music is that like on like on the surface you can't see anything there's no color to it it's just a you know it's just a sound mm-hmm. so like, People hear it and you're either it's good or it's not, and like people are either gonna dance to it or they're not. So, like, black, or white, Latino, it doesn't matter. You got a good song and people like it, they're gonna listen to it. So, what why jazz was so cool is like everyone liked it, like people, white folks liked it, black folks liked it, and everyone just jammed to it. And people got so popular because of that because it was just they got to express themselves without. I mean, at points, yeah, people saw there was a black person, like, the, the headlines, and they got on TV and well, later on. Well, it was promoted on. like that. Yeah. yeah. And t-
1: only until TV came out and they started appearing on right. shows, um, they weren't pushed by um, the label because they were black. You know, right. like, the first gigantic jazz success was Dave Brubeck, mm-hmm. you know, with um, with – um his album. Yeah, with take yeah, five minutes album. Yeah. Uh, which was which is an awesome album. It's just it totally deletes like the predecessing history that mm. you know, that made it. And um even though Dave Brubeck um, you know, was an awesome person that yeah, like gave a lot of tribute to um black music because he was a part of it, you know, he wasn't uh, you know, it it would have been better if Duke Ellington and Louis Armstrong were given just as much credit mm-hmm. as Dave back during the time, you know. Definitely. Um, it eventually evolved, and especially during bebop and everything after that, um, people started to recognize that they were the force that would bring the new music to the spotlight, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, they created swing, they created you know, Bebop and, and Jazz Fusion and then Rock and Roll. Mm-hmm. And they, they made it. They made it first. And then once it became commercially viable, then everybody else started jumping on the bad wagon mm-hmm. and, and taking it for themselves. Because we know Elvis Presley didn't invent Rock and Roll or, or gospel music, especially not gospel music. <laughs> yeah. like you that got almost hurt
2: a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, you, you
1: have enough intelligence in your mind to know that gospel music came from... The black churches and, yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, that's So funny. that's all I, that emotion,
2: man.
0: In researching Elvis, found out that a lot of his songs were covers of songs yeah. by mm-hmm. black artists, mm-hmm. and yep. a lot of the songs most were me, in the first
1: place in the fifties. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. that yeah. too.
0: Most notable to me, "Hound Dog." Yeah, yeah, wasn't and actually um black woman right yeah i have her name willie Mae thornton yeah she yeah. was a
2: guitarist yeah yeah and she was a savage she was awesome yes yeah, she, yeah. she was i awesome.
0: was reading about her she
3: seems super cool i've heard her version and personally i like it better um it's got more flavor it's got more flavor <laughs> and black women in music like oh that God. is such a huge part the soul mm-hmm. the vibrance everything that comes through in you know, Billie Holiday, and we got Mm -hmm. Nina Simone, we got Ella Fitzgerald, yeah, Yeah, their impact
2: too was gigantic.
3: uh, Ruth
2: Brown is a big one too. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's
1: amazing that they got as much impact as they did uh, uh, as women, and as black women um, that affected popular music because Ella Fitzgerald was Top tier in the twenties yeah. and thirties, yeah. like she was it. Like she's doing summertime with Louis Armstrong, and, mm. and she's she's making it. And Billy Holiday too. And it was, it, it should have never happened, right? It should have never mm-hmm. happened during the circumstances that they were living in the times. Like Billy Holiday was um was a prostitute, and she had to sing her way out of that yeah. and, and get out of Pittsburgh.
3: And she used her voice too, like. We all know Strange Fruit and how, yeah. how impactful that was. Even though that's not that her song,
1: she made it famous. She She's made the it one. famous. She was the one yeah. that
3: put her face out there being a black woman in America at that time and was willing to say, hey, this isn't right that this is happening and keep her, like, composure around yeah. the people that, that were so racist so awful yeah and
1: she yeah. debuted it in a new york white club mm-hmm. and full mm. of a white audience and she's saying that song and
2: just to show how badass yeah. the song was mm-hmm. like I, it doesn't matter who the crowd is y'all Not are gonna that, like, like just this music
1: like, just showing in their face like this is what is being represented right, right. now mm-hmm. and it needs to stop this is exactly. the reality
2: that That's so
1: true. you need to understand
0: I hadn't heard of Strange Fruits until you guys mentioned it in our last meeting and I went and listened to it and I did some research into the history of the song and the uh, poem that it's based on was from the 30s but I, I did end up reading that she died because she wouldn't stop singing that song. The Federal mm-hmm. Bureau of Narcotics Commissioner forbid her from singing it and she did it anyway and he like set out to ruin her life and he got her cabaret license taken mm-hmm. away so she couldn't sing in yeah, cabaret she, clubs yeah, anymore. Billy Holiday
1: made a book and she documents that mm-hmm. and her struggles of like, now I can't even perform at clubs anymore. And then she does radio and TV now. Like mm-hmm. there's a famous um, performance of her on... Um, it's either television or radio. She's in the studio of some kind and she reunites with Coleman Hawkins and, and sings a couple songs. And it's a very triumphant moment because now she's getting older and Coleman Hawkins is definitely old because he's way from the beginning of jazz and they have a relationship. So um, once, when I saw that, I was like, okay, now, now I get it. Now I know the struggle, now I know what it means for these artists to play together and sing their music on a public platform and get, and get it out there yeah.
3: definitely yeah. definitely
2: so
1: so di- <laughs> go for it
3: what were you gonna say <laughs> i was gonna say moving with the time yeah what, what's next
2: yeah, I, yeah that's what i was going to i was thinking like moving ahead um because we, we were talking more jazz mm-hmm. uh, we could go what to like the 60s and then like we had like the whole, or like 50s, 60s, I'm thinking like the whole Ray Charles, he was uh, really big, and like Sam Cooke, I'm just thinking about what I was looking at, and mm-hmm. how they, like as the, as the years go on, and like black music got more, or what they used to call the, uh, race music, um, until a period of time, I think it was 1949, uh, as as that just got more and more popular, I think these black kids started to get more inspired, and you just started to see more, and more artists uh, come, come up, and, uh, the inspiration is just, uh, is just so there, and it's beautiful. Uh, just like thinking about like, you take a hip hop artist, he's got a sample of a James Brown song. James Brown is influenced by X, Y, and Z, who's influenced by them, who's influenced by the church, and it's just like this cycle. And it's just like amazing to still watch it and they listen to it and hear it progress. And I'm blessed because I live in an age where I can he- access like all this different music. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I get to hear, I get to really study and like. I don't have to go and buy records. I can yeah. just literally look it up, YouTube it, you whatever don't have to I want. You rely on your parents being
1: super cool parents and having yeah. those records. That's funny available. you say
2: that too, because my dad, uh, he's kind of hip and he's got so many rap records, and he put me onto so much like old school rap because of that, mm-hmm. and kind of influenced the the music I listen to because of that, and it's it's cool. It's just a cycle, you know. Influence. Yeah, it's
3: really cool. So, should we move up to the next next generation? Are we going for? Um, some funk? Are we talking about R&B? Yes, <laughs> I mean, there's so that much
1: was a, That was cover. an awesome time, because yeah. you have the Isley Brothers, you had yeah. James Brown, of course. You had, um, you know, Chic and... Mm-hmm. Stupid Funk? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill this funk. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you, have, you have a lot of guys, and they it's, contribute yeah. to this modern success of, of black music, right? Because you had Motown and everything that... Was the first like diamond in the rough of Mm -hmm. like super. Producer, super, you know, organization producing music that was almost exclusively black people mm-hmm. because you got Lionel Richie and the Commodores, and you mm-hmm. have the, the Supremes and the Temptations yeah. Oh, yeah. and Diana Ross. You have yeah. all, you have all those guys. You have one Smokey Robinson big shot after another. Have, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have Stevie Wonder. Stevie, they're all on it. Michael later
2: on. on.
3: Yeah. all from Detroit. Yeah. Well, we got that Detroit Motown. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's a great thing. Shout
2: Motown man. Yeah, it, and, <laughs> it was just a formula just, that worked. It so is the well. catalyst
1: Definitely. for black independent music getting out there because yeah. originally you had Blue Note and everything, but all of it died. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of it died after a while.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: without like people like Herbie Hancock doing Jazz Fusion and everything mm-hmm. and those jazz people transitioning to funk, black music wouldn't be like it is today where where you get like mm-hmm. SoundCloud artists and people trying new things.
2: The DIY stuff. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I think that's
1: the biggest... One of the biggest attributes of of black music specifically is that Mm do-it-yourself. You can do anything stuff because from funk, we get hip-hop, which Mm -hmm. was literally created because of riots and stuff in the 80s. Yep. And people got their hands on equipment that they couldn't beforehand and started yeah. playing with it and be like, I'm going to make some music now.
2: Yeah, like young, pissed off black teenagers yeah, just telling like the world, like, this is what's going on in my neighborhood. Like, y'all might not know it. Yeah, like Grandmaster Flash in Grandmaster Africa, Flash. Bambada. Oh, the importance they, of the message, that yeah. song, Don't Push Me Till I'm Close to the Edge, like... That song hits hard in so many ways, and I still think that's like top three like rap songs ever. And I think everyone should listen to that song. It's so important, like, on so many different levels. And that jump from like, yeah, like funk to hip hop in like the early '80s was just mm-hmm. amazing. Like, yeah, groups know, like Run DMC and when uh, technology got involved, you yeah, get house techno, yeah, hip-hop. and it just got more complex. Yeah, and, and then reality. you have like the
1: boy bands of the hip hop yeah. era and stuff.
2: Yeah. Yeah, hip hop is uh, very interesting, and I mean it's it's still reigning supreme right now, which yeah, is yeah, it's super an explosion
1: cool. that happened 40 years ago. Yeah, and then, now it's evolved almost like jazz. I see that parallel a lot because mm-hmm. jazz is obviously still alive today. But you got 1920 and 1960, mm-hmm. and it, it it's a clear progression. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just waiting until the next thing hits, yeah. and we get something absolutely insane. I'm so musically. excited. Definitely. I'm excited, too, because I, I want to be alive and be there when it happens right. and experience it because I know it's going to happen. It's going to happen. There's yeah. no way it doesn't. It's inevitable. The cycle
3: will
1: Yeah, whether we get rock and roll or some experimental stuff that everybody loves, it, it's going to be awesome. Right. And it starts with those little technical revolutions that we get.
2: Mm-hmm. Trying something new.
3: Well, can I ask, um, are there any albums that really, like, you hold close to your heart that you think really inspire you from black artists talking about their issues, talking about what they want to say to the world? Like, is there anything that, from any Anytime, Mm -hmm. any generation. Yeah. Anything that you guys would call your favorite.
2: Well, right off the bat, I was I love Stevie Wonder and like a lot of his stuff hits home and like it's just like it's good feel good music and also the messages behind all the songs are just so beautiful and his voice is amazing and he gets a little crazy with the synths and Mm -hmm. stuff like that so he's really cool. cool
1: Level Stevie Wonder is is genius. Yeah, he's a genius. His chord progressions and stuff because I watch like music nerd videos on Mm -hmm. it I don't understand a lot of it but I still watch it anyway just for them to be like hey, Stevie Wonder, he did this. He made something super complicated that sounds as simple as like Hot Cross Buns or something like that. Yeah. And he was making like pop record like hits like all on the charts And, and stuff. And their jazz inspired, yeah. like, singer-songwriter, S- funk. It, it's, Soul. it's a conglomerate yeah, of it's all, all of genres. Definitely, yeah. definitely.
2: Yeah. So, yeah, shout-out Stevie. For
1: me, for albums, I got a lot of them. A lot of them is more recent because that's where I started getting the music cause right. with more modern music, but they still reflect the same issues and stuff. Mm-hmm. But if I was going to pick, like, an old album from that era that inspired me about the problems and stuff, it's got to be um, Charles Mingus Ah um where he, has a, he ex- expresses a lot of his personal um, inspirations and in um, what he values in music and what he thinks um, should be represented with his music because he has songs about um, his wife at the time, he has songs about um, his, the past and what inspires him, whether that be um, like Bird or Duke Ellington. And he just has these crazy compositions with uh, amazing, um, you know, players at his disposal. Right. And it's great. I you probably the group of you have probably haven't listened
2: to I the have, album. Not entirely. I've heard like a no. l- little bit of but, it before.
3: I'm learning so much from the first meeting when we started discussing this podcast and today I have so much like research to do, so much <laughs> so much homework, so, right? much homework <laughs> so many Spotify playlists to make. I'm very excited. Speaking of Spotify playlists, there's a great Black History Month playlist out there um, made <laughs> there by Starbucks there. that I was listening to the other night. There's a lot of great stuff through NPR. Everybody's really supportive. NPR is really really oh, good. Yeah. They
1: produce a lot of stuff. So mm-hmm. much and it's yeah. a
3: lot of current like Current artists that are doing experimental things and bringing out new sides of music. Mm -hmm. It's great. Yeah. Do you have uh, any albums you Um, were thinking of? I can't
0: think of a specific album, but I know um, being in choir from the age of like 10 Mm. or 11, you can't escape gospel in the choir. I think I've done wade in the water upwards of 6 times. <laughs> yep. Swing low sweet chariot and that's mm-hmm. a style of music that I was just surrounded by growing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it I don't it definitely definitely
3: yeah. I feel like I'm completely flip. We never we haven't really gotten into rap as much as uh we've talked about the past history, but like current rap, I that's You're where talking? I have gotten a lot of my understanding of music and i i
1: mm-hmm.
3: only want to say like two or three years ago began to listen to rap music because i thought oh that's not for me like that's nothing i could listen to but now i'm so I've, versatile there's a rapper for everyone there's a mm-hmm. rapper for everyone yeah. the and, really I, and the first thing that like made me really fall into that spiral of rap was i guess the most common kendrick lamar's to pimp a butterfly I mean, <laughs> fantastic amazing album it's fantastic
1: just that was one of my first two but Phenomenal. just to like deep dive into that album The not is, to jazz yes. we we're talking about jazz is, the that's not... intimidating for anybody yeah. into like fall in love with it I, I think that's incredible because my first one was in 2016. A Tropical Quest released their last record. Oh, yeah. Their last record. And I was like, I'm going to put it on and you know, see what's up. I don't know who they are, mm-hmm. but let's see what's going on. So and my it dad was, was a, fan in college. a very intuitive music experience for me because I felt the beats were super organic and stuff. And it wasn't treated really? like the, the trap music I was raised with, basically. Mm-hmm. Jazz
2: and, rap, baby. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, and at the time, I was being ignorant, and I'm like, all trap rap and all mainstream music at the time just sucks, and I don't you enjoy just said, it. You were
2: just, and there was too much of it coming in at once, yeah, so that was the problem. Yeah, it was that, was probably a that. and then I hear that also a lot of time.
1: mediocre stuff was coming out. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to say, like, I'm a fan of Lil Wayne or anything, even though I have huge respect yeah. on what he did to the culture and stuff like that. Yeah, and I love the Carter Three, by the way. Great album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> but my w- what got me into it was was that album because of how raw and honest and emotional, mm-hmm. and that brought me to how I understand African Americans and, and what their thought process is when it comes to living a complete life and making music that's meaningful and stuff. Right. Is that yeah? I'm gonna make music that reflects what I've experienced what I believe in what um makes me feel good
3: right and I've always I've always had this sort of fear because I I know I will never understand fully I will never feel what it feels like to be a black American and I will I will always have mad respect for everybody who has put up with the the stuff y'all have (laughs) been through um but there were artists like Kendrick and then like Chance the Rapper's Coloring Book and mm, all of those great album. albums that just yeah very gospel mm-hmm. influence yep so <laughs> good choir so fun and it just opened me up to this whole new world and hearing the lyrics that they brought out and and the passion and everything mm-hmm. it was great a great eye-opener yeah definitely yeah. So is it is it time for Song of the yeah, Week? Yeah,
0: it does seem like a good time to do that. Um we are starting a new segment called Song of the Week, which is something that we do at our weekly More Media Records staff meetings that we thought would be cool to incorporate into the podcast. Um this week we wanted to use it as an opportunity to spotlight some black artists, right? Who wants oh, to go yeah. first?
2: Yeah. I'll go. Um, cool. Cameron was talking about a tribe called Quest. Um, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna pick a song from their first album called "Description of a Fool." It's the last track off of that album. I love that album dearly. It's one of my favorites, if not my favorite album ever. Um, I like it because it's a Roy Ayers sample, and I also I love Roy Ayers uh, because I love Tyler the Creator, and he opened my eyes to Roy Ayers, and I love that dude. So that song, it's just a really dope song because it just talks about like what a fool is and how you should not be an a-hole to people and respect women and stuff. It's just a fun song, so yeah. Common sense. Awesome. Yeah, common <laughs> sense, pretty much, and common how it's sense. not common. Talking about how common sense isn't common, so yeah, that's mine.
0: I like it. Um, I've got two songs I'm going to bring up. Um, by You um, by Oompa, featuring Anjamil, and then Pisces by Anjamil. They're both black, queer artists from Boston, and they have really Ooh. unique experiences that come forward in their music, and it just sounds to Anjamil's entire Maker mixtape, actually, is, I really love it. I've been listening to it nonstop for two months.
3: Definitely. Awesome. I'll check that out. Yeah. Um, so my song of the week, I'd say, is anything off of it, anything he has created, honestly, but Joiner Lucas. <laughs> I uh, I listened to Ross Cappuccini, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but that was the first one that got me interested. One of my friends showed me the song as we were driving home from Mount Pleasant, and the rain was pouring, and I felt the emotion. I heard <laughs> the setting. storytelling, and yeah, I it, was he's just... He's very theatrical. He is as so as good, and, and everything he does, it has a statement. He's making a statement, and I love it. I appreciate it.
1: Okay, my song is um, Bury Me in Gold by Big Crit. Big crit. Um, yeah. yeah. Big Crit is one of my favorites. I love him. He's such a great um rapper, producer. that's the gospel.
2: Yeah. Once again.
1: On that <laughs> album he brings forth the most gospel I've heard yeah, on yeah. like any until Kanye dropped. album ever. <laughs> <laughs> not not even, yeah. I'm not even gonna this. Big <laughs> crit wins, <lens>. okay. <laughs> but on this song, "Bury Me and Gold, he depicts himself as a person that Um, hunts for materialistic things, whether that be the gold chains, gold watches, the gold apparel, and then when he dies, he's willing to give that up so he could go to heaven, so he could Mm -hmm. meet his maker and his family that has passed away before him. And the whole message is, is about how black people specifically, they get these materialistic things in order to reassure themselves that they are great, that they are able to have this sense of pride among themselves by getting the things that they, um, that society has put as they can never attain. So, um, with this reflection that Crit has is like obviously it doesn't matter. That's why I'm willing to give it up. But it's a reputation, representation of what I've become as a person, how mm. successful I am, and how I, how what I do about what i have done it matters and it has weight and it has an effect on other people mm-hmm.
3: definitely so
1: and it's gorgeous and has a ton of choir samples yeah. and it's heavy and it's i, I love that song and i yeah. thought it was good to present it with the group of songs to um give tribute to black artists and black music in mm-hmm. general like i could have picked a bunch of jazz songs if I wanted to, but I felt this one that is, you know, from 2017. I thought it was a good reflection of what we're talking about today. Good
0: pick. Definitely. And I think that's all we've got for the day. Uh, We post new episodes twice monthly wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to check out our socials for updates. And thanks for listening in to Off the Air. Thank you. See you. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye.